Whether on the go or at the table, get lost in a conversation about everything coffee with your host, Eric Ortiz. Hi, and welcome to Everything Coffee, a podcast that brings in different people weekly from all walks of life to talk about everything coffee. And today I am joined by Juan Huelches, a third generation coffee farmer from Honduras that boasts over 70 years of knowledge invested through his family line. Juan, after graduating and going to Europe to work on his master's in sensory, returned back home only to fall in love with someone at someone else's wedding, mind you, <laughs> and soon found himself walking down the aisle, returning to his family uh, home and to his farm. Juan has continued to work to maintain the high-level quality that has been a staple for the Welch's farm with over 220 acres, a cafe, a small importer and themselves, and even a coffee tour. During the pandemic, just as the rest of the world have forced more time in the home for Juan, the strict curfews being enforced, likewise here, with some encouragement from his wife, or maybe a lot, Juan developed an Instagram persona called The Cupping Farmer. The account set up to focus on coffee education, knowledge, dispensary, and community. You can visit Juan online at thecuppingfarmer.com and on IG, The Cupping Farmer. Ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Juan Welches. Juan, how are you? Eric, how are you? Thank you very much for having me here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I am a, I'm a big fan. I, I think you are awesome. <laughs> I think you are awesome. Who who can say you, I went you. to someone else's wedding and 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 found my <laughs> wife there? <laughs> right? Congratulations. That's, that's that's your love story right there. There that's it is. That, that's a love story. It's like you've been catfished. That, that's all the show's about now. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm just. <laughs> it can it can get more Hollywood than that. Right? It, it can't. It, it's fascinating. You you <laughs> I, I um you before the show starts, I always ask my guests to give me some background information about who they are, and, and I already do my my research. But then, well, uh, uh, Juan sent me a link and said this is the best way to kind of do it, and it's like a background history on Juan, just like the brief history <laughs> of time. Um, and, and so, uh, part of that is, is Juan's like, oh, and I, and this is the first picture I ever <laughs> took with my wife uh, at the point she was just a bridesmaid. And that was the first time I met her. I'm like, oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah. We met at the outdoor. <laughs> <laughs> Very, awesome. Met at the outdoor. <laughs> Very awesome. Very awesome. So go ahead. I was here. No, no, I'm just saying. And then I came back to Honduras. <laughs> and then so you we're, came We're, we're going to get to that. Yes, absolutely. Juan, you are a third generation coffee farmer from Honduras and um, a lineage that came as far as your great, uh, your, you're just your grandpa, correct? My grandpa, yes, correct, my grandpa. So tell me a little bit about your background and just just like the the briefest history of time, because I know if, if we if we go into detail, we'll we'll never get past <laughs> just that part of it. But tell me how it all started with with the Welch's farm. So yeah, just on a nutshell kind of thing. <laughs> so my grandfather, he was a teacher, right? He was a just regular high, uh, middle school teacher, but he had the greatest passion for agronomy that I can ever think of. Um, since, well, since I was born, he already had this farm, but, but back in the day, my, my grandfather used to say, say that he, he, he woke up at 4am, went to, to the fields. And back then he was a tobacco farmer, actually. Sure. Uh, this is back in the, 50 no not 50s this is back in the 40s and 30s right mm -hmm. so he woke up at 4 a.m went to the fields worked came back at 7 6 30 something like that took a shower went to school gave classes went 
back to the fields after classes, right? So my grandpa, Raul, that was his name, and we called him Papaul. That's uh, that's that was his nickname for uh, his grandfather. So Papaul, um, he 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 just loved uh, agriculture. He just loved everything about nature and about plants and animals, right? So one time going to San Pedro Sula, which is one of like the largest city closer to our our, our hometown here in Copanrinas, he saw that there was a plot of land in the middle of more or less a forest that was being sold. And that was one of the highest parts between uh, where we live and, and another town. So it was good altitude. And he knew that coffee required good altitude. That's why we don't have our farm and Copanrinas. It's 30, kilo- 30 kilometers away, right? Mm-hmm. So that is that is already 1950-something, 1956, if I'm not wrong. So 1956, he bought the first plot of land, and he started growing coffee. And then <clears throat> slowly but surely, he started to buy a little bit more coffee of the neighboring farms, uh, or land, so to say. And then back in the tooth, no, 1990, my dad, 1990 is the year I was born. 1990, my dad came uh, into the picture with my uncle, they returned to Copan because they had been studying and living in our capital city of Tegucigalpa. Uh, just as a side note, my, my family also is very well involved in, in, in tourism, hence the coffee tour, right? Yeah. But we're going to get to that as well. Um, so they came back to help my grandfather, right? And I, I was, I think my, my mom said I was like 21 days old when we came back to, to my hometown. <laughs> So we came back, and in 1998, my dad and my uncle, being already quite involved in the company, decided to start roasting coffee. Because as coffee, probably most of you already know, right, but coffee is is the second largest commodity in the world. That means right after petroleum, coffee is the one thing being sold the most in the world. So... What that translates to is that coffee prices are super volatile and very, very inconsistent. Some years are great. Some years are really bad. And I guess back then, price of coffee was not that bad. Sorry, was very bad. Uh, so they decided to roast coffee because at the end of the day, like anything, like the, the raw material of something is way cheaper than if you get, well, a, a, a finished product like coffee, a, a, a cup of coffee, right? So we started roasting coffee back in 1998, and uh, where my grandparents' house was in Copan, mm-hmm. that started like a local little coffee shop. It was actually the very first coffee shop in, in my hometown. We're still much of a small town. It's only 10,000 people in Copan, counting me, right? Um, <laughs> but so they started this little coffee shop, and that's how the brand Cafe Welches actually started. Uh, a couple of years later, well, not a couple, like almost a decade later, in 20, 2014, yeah, we decided to kind of re, revamp the brand. We, we gave it another look, and then uh, we opened a second coffee shop in San Pedro Sula, which is the second largest city, city in Honduras. And that is more or less when things really got started to, 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 to develop to the point where we are today. Now we have four different coffee shops in the country. 
Um, we are basically in almost every supermarket in northern western Honduras, central Honduras. So let's say 75% of Honduras already has uh, um, the access to buy our coffee at least, right? <laughs> sure. And um, and then in 2013, I graduated from college uh, from agricultural engineering here in Honduras. So I started at my farm as back back then it was more like a, a operation supervisor more or less because I still had to learn a lot <laughs> basically about coffee I learned a lot about agriculture engineering at college but eh, you know how in college you learn a lot but it's not until you <laughs> it's start all working. about the practical theory yeah, yeah yeah when you're actually out there what well, one tell when me you're actually yeah yeah tell me a little bit about that college experience because you you did go out and and get into the field and, and like you said, you're the one and only member of your family right now that has a degree in agricultural engineering. And, Correct. and you, you, besides just obviously the farming agricultural sense, the, even the profile you sent me, it, it's a vast bit of knowledge, just not in just one area specifically, but how much has that evolved for you in terms of, of being a farmer? Is this an everyday thing where you're learning something new or is there some things that are just like, it's 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 habit. It's it's just routine. Um, or is is environmentally uh, things changing so much that you need to kind of keep up? Otherwise, it's it's going to pass you. Well, in coffee, in coffee, just you just you just have to keep up with stuff, especially like you said, because of because of climate change and because of how things are changing, how the market itself is changing. Because again, coffee is a it's a commodity, right? So so in order to to survive. We have to adapt, and in, in, by that I mean because we are a mid-sized farm in Honduras. Uh, we're we're mid-sized, big, like more on the big side kind of farm, sure. but still, it, it's a thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are growing coffee, right? And unless you are one of those super big corporates which handle billions of coffee pounds a year eh, where they can lower their costs and just make a little bit of profit but that little margin that one two percent that they can do if they're selling billions of 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 bags of coffee it does make a profit right but but for for farmers and and for for us here in honduras you have to adapt in order to kind of step out of that stock exchange market and and try to because like right now uh, I don't know if you know but in the past two three months the price just dropped like forty five thirty percent completely mm-hmm. it just came down but then again our, our our farming costs are two times higher than last year when we had uh, two hundred and thirty dollars a bag now it's at one hundred and fifty nine right so it's a lot of it's a very big 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 decline in price. But our costs are super high. So in order to step out of that C market, uh, which is called this stock exchange market for coffee, it's called the C market. Uh, you have to adapt. You have to adapt by, by, by trying to make as well. Starting from having as much knowledge as you can in in specialty industry. That means knowing how to dry your coffee correctly. And and, and since science is is a never ending evolving. Thing, uh, so is coffee science. So uh, I am trying to learn every single day how to 
ferment my coffee more, how to control the, those fermentations, how to apply new strains of yeast or fungi in order to have better fermentations, how to dry better, how, how to use technology and, and start to incorporate. So Honduras, even if it's a third world country, right, we still have, or at least I do because I am very, very lucky and I'm mm-hmm. one of the very, very few farmers that might have been able to have a degree and a, and a master's degree and, and, and the ability to to order stuff through Amazon, so to say. So I'm starting to bring gadgets and implement technology into farming so that it can be more precise and it just can be a bit more uh, sciencey, which at the end will translate into quality and quality translates into, into a better price. And, and one, when, when you're in the field per se, and, and you, you're, you're obviously not the only farmer in Honduras, you're one of the largest um, it's how, 102, how, it's 102,000 families. <laughs> that, that is, that, Give or take. <laughs> Give or take. this was a staple item back in the day where, where people got into the business and, and this was, this was how you, uh, brought, I, w- I would say food to the table, um, Correct. in terms of everyone, how much of, of community is, is there in Honduras when working together with other farmers? Is this something that you're bridging a gap or is this something that uh, over time it's starting to melt a little bit and, and people are more forthcoming or is this always just been one of those like you're on your own kind of deal i think in honduras it's still and, and coffee in general i'd say it's very difficult it's very you're on your own kind of thing because but but i've started so one of like my personal motto and my personal slogan or I don't know what you whatever you want to call it right my personal motto is coffee should be more of a community and less of a commodity right and and I really 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 try to live through that like philosophy and it's 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 impressive because it, it, at the same time coffee it's like more or less you're on your own but but then you do have a lot of people that are trying to do a, a lot for for the community of coffee um, one of the ways I, I figured out, and I did it just just because I thought, hey, this is good coffee. Why shouldn't I say this is good coffee? It's not my brand or anything, but it's great coffee. I've been I've been trying to t- taste coffees from Honduras as I've been trying to taste coffees from the world, right? And and not just I think it was two days ago. Uh, I did a couple of videos on this great coffee from Marcala, which is a region here in Honduras, and I tagged them right because hey, they have great coffee. And their first response was like, hey, we are really, 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 really um, thankful for you posting that. I mean, nobody does that for you, especially if you already have your own brand of coffee. And especially if you already have a Finca, you never promote like people tend to never promote other <laughs> yeah. Fincas. But and, and my answer to that is like, hey. Copping farmer, like like this persona I built, and, and yet you were right, thanks to my wife, <laughs> thanks to her her publishing career and her push, because I was doing almost nothing. <laughs> um, it's like, hey, cupping farmers, it's not just promoting my coffee. It's like, it's promoting Honduras. It's promoting coffee. It's promoting coffee farmers from Rwanda and Nicaragua and Honduras and Venezuela, you know? it's It's just... Farmers and and pickers and farm workers tend to be the very last known people in this very vast world of coffee. So so 
I intend to be like, I try at least to be a, a voice for those thousands and thousands of, just in, just in Honduras, like I said, like our, our Honduran Institute said that we're around 102,000 families, right? Wow. And sadly, most of them, since we are a third world country, tend to be uh, on the poverty side uh, uh, of sure. life and also do not have access to to a lot of like just coffee science knowledge and they don't they don't have the the uh, the chance actually they they they've never had the opportunity to be blessed to to go to college to have a master's degree to even speak english you know so it's just i am trying to be a voice for those people those people who tend to be forgotten along the the side uh, along the the this world of coffee and without and even farmers without pickers, we're nothing. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like I, I honestly say and believe that the true heroes of the entire coffee world are the pickers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is, this is going back into hunter gatherer times. Um, a, a lot of that just invested knowledge of knowing your land and knowing even contrast of colors and, it, it's a fascinating right. science when it comes down to picking because it's not just a, oh, I'm going to grab this, <laughs> grab that. There's there's actual knowledge that goes into it. Instinct. There's actual knowledge, yeah. right. What, what, when you go into this farming aspect of it, what's the one thing that just constantly just mystifies you about the, the world you're in in terms of it? Like, like obviously, th- this has now become routine for you. You're, you're in coffee. You're passionate but what's the one thing that just keeps bringing you back into it? You know, even though it is a routine to a certain degree, and and but so when I started, like when I started, and to be honest, when I started working here at my farm and everything, it was more of a routine. It was more of a I liked agronomy, and so I'm going to be studying agronomy. I'll be doing agronomy stuff. But once you start to explore the coffee world. You see that it's a very never-ending kind of world. I mean, you can go through many channels and through many places and and through many type of people in coffee. And and when I started this blog or or this persona, this this social media persona, the copying farmer, I actually discovered that there because I was living in my own little copan bubble and coffee farming <laughs> bubble, right? Yeah. And then I, I I opened up to the world, and the world opened up to me. <laughs> and it's just it's fascinating how how there are even though again coming again to the the commodity part, sure. even though coffee is a large commodity, there are people like you and me trying to just make a very small little difference and trying to connect people through coffee in a good way, right? Absolutely. And, and I've I've come to 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 known people. Uh, and I call them my cyber friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to have cyber friends in Germany, in Chile, in the U.S., in Australia, in Portugal, just because hey, we share the same passion for coffee. So that does keeps on like holding me to this coffee world, to be honest, and and trying to see what people are doing. In, in Ecuador or people are doing in in Ghana uh, trying to, to, to better their, their quality of coffee and trying to like talk with somebody that is in Ecuador and say, hey, 
I saw that you were doing this process, right? How, how could I apply that? And sometimes you'll get a response, but sometimes there's people like you and me that will be completely open and say, hey, you know what? Yes, this is what you need to do or this is how I do it. Try it out. So this, this community I've found, I've, I have found in coffee now, it's something that does like keeps, keeps me hooked to the coffee world. Absolutely. I, I've been, um, I, I watch a lot of the videos you, you put up and, and, uh, sometimes you actually go up alive, uh, to, to actually broadcast these on Instagram. And I am always just in awe because, uh, individuals like yourself who are just subject matter experts in their field, who are just, just vast amounts of, of knowledge of what they're doing. And it, it's, it's, uh, intoxicating in a way, because for me, I find it, very romantic in, in the sense of, of the, uh, of the, of the word and how it's, it's pi- kind of coming off as passion because when I see someone as, as involved as in depth, as knowledgeable and, and just so lost in what they're doing, I find that so kind of just, it's a romantic notion of coffee because it, it really takes you back to anything you're doing. Um, what, whatever field you're, you're an expert in or trying to become an expert in, it's just intoxicating to watch because you're you're an expert in the field and and you're just dispensing this vast knowledge and you do so in a way one that that doesn't come off as you know like like I know better than you um, I, I I'm gonna teach you the right way right and but in all reality you're you're doing it in such a form that comes off to the masses that that is is very easy to understand to grasp but it doesn't belittle anyone. I, I just find Correct. that I find that so good because, like you said, you're building up this this community, your cyber friends, and trying to dispense this knowledge of what you've built, and then also on top of that, learn and take from what they have to offer. Correct, and, and expand your own library, you might say, uh, to to maybe yes. utilize that in your own farm. Definitely, and and I mean, again, coffee coffee's already too much of a of a of a very self-absorbed and, and, and just very, it's mine and I, I don't, I don't want to give the recipe kind of thing <laughs> sure. if, when it comes to commodity, right? But there's so much to learn from people and people tend to be good. Like, like actual people are good, right? And I, I honestly believe that. And therefore, hey, I have so much to learn from everyone. But the little that I know, because I, I still consider that I, I don't know as much as I would love to about coffee. But the 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 little that I know, I want to share it, and I want to share it, and I want to see I want to see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, hey, let me know what didn't work, and let's let's try to figure it out together, right? Because again, it's humanity has to go back to community, like you said. Like we we come from from collectors and and, and a community and. Even though we are very, very connected nowadays, sometimes people tend to be very disconnected oh, yeah. uh, with with one another. So, just trying to get back into that that community sense of world, and what better if if it's involving coffee, right? Because hey, it's uh, the number one drink in the world. <laughs> it sure, it sure is. Every single day, every single day, Juan. When you're doing your uh, IG persona and, and the cupping farmer. What is it you're focusing on when when you're kind of demonstrating or even taking on coffees and, and talking about a lot of what what you actually learned uh, is the sensory part of it. 
Um, how do you dispense that? How do you kind of get that down to maybe not layman's terms because you are very science oriented and, and very descriptive when you're getting into it, but how do you kind of break this down for the masses? You know, half of it is thanks to my wife. She's like, hey, you're sounding too nerdy. Step it down a little bit. <laughs> she's the one helping me. She's the one behind cameras, right? <laughs> so she's helping me. She's like, hey, I do not understand whenever you're talking too sciencey. So just step it a little bit, like just a little <laughs> notch less, please. I love Make that. sure that people <laughs> understand it. So it, to be honest, she's the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's the mastermind. It's like, like Juan, you, you sound like a nerd. You got to slow it down. Buddy. Yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. And she has like, cause I can nerd out about thumb about things I love, especially <laughs> about coffee a lot. And she'll, she'll be like, Hey, take it down a little bit. Don't go too sciencey. So I've learned, I've learned from her <laughs> that sometimes trying to be as simple as possible is the best way to go. <laughs> But in all honesty, we have to thank my wife for that. <laughs> well, well, yes. Not, not not only did you find her that day, but but she is the mastermind behind your social media part yeah. of it. That that is fantastic. Juan, is there anything in coffee that turns you off in terms of of, of the world or the kind of just what you've experienced <laughs> as a farmer? I mean, obviously the the market volatility, maybe not the the, the cooperativeness that you get from a lot of people. Uh, I I would assume I'm not in the coffee world in that deep depth, but I would assume that there, there's aspects of it that's very cutthroat. Um, yes, definitely. Um, it, what what really just just uh, makes you makes you just not feel so good about it? So, the commodity part of it. One of the very first videos of mine that picked up a little bit of track and then kind of went. I wouldn't say viral, but it did did picked up like thirty thousand views, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was this, so there was this thing that happened in, in Italy. I know the guy more or less personally. I, I, I've, I've met the guy, right? He lives in, in, in Milan, no, in Florence. And he has a coffee shop there, a specialty coffee shop there. And a client came, ordered an espresso, and he, he gave him the espresso and it said, okay, it's two euros, right? Yeah. And so this customer all of a sudden decided that two euros was a ridiculous amount of money to pay for coffee. Um, so he brought in the police. They shut down the, the, the coffee shop for like half a day. Wow. He got a fine of a thousand euros because he was not displaying the cost of that espresso visually. But then again, he said, hey, it's COVID. I have a QR scan there just scan it and you'll see the prices all the prices there but long story short he got a fine for selling a two euro espresso wow two euros are around 60 lempiras 60 lempiras in honduras can mean 60 percent of what somebody earns a day right so two euros is not it's, it's like for first world countries and i'm not trying to say that like people are rich all over the first world countries, but but the chances of earning two euros in Europe are way higher than than what people get paid here in Honduras, sure. right? And and once when you disconnect from what you are eating, and by that I mean not just coffee, but 
but everything that you put in your mouth has thousands and thousands of hands taking care of that before you eat that, right? Mm -hmm. Being a carrot, being a Burger King burger or a coffee. <laughs> it's all right? touched by Everything, so many people. It, it came from some farmer somewhere on the planet. Mm -hmm. and, and forgetting that, that, hey, every time I have to grow corn, I have to grow coffee, I have to grow or, or, or cattle or whatever you want to call it, right? There's that's families being fed, and usually, usually, crops come or, or the commodity crops come from third world countries, right? So, so when people go to a specialty coffee shop and they expect to get very cheap coffee, that does kind of that is cutthroat for me because I know that I can't speak for all of them, but I know that many specialty coffee shops. They they do rely on that relationship coffee kind of model, sure. like trying to to know their farmers, trying to know mm -hmm. where where that coffee comes from, trying to to better lives and, and and origins like we call them, right? So when when people disconnect from 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 knowing that your coffee is is probably from a third world country where many many people just pickers, for example are battling day-to-day -day trying to survive. Uh, and you would say that two euros is just a, a ridicule amount of money to pay for it? it Man, that, it, that does get in my nerves. It, it just sets behind the whole movement of the uh, of the relationship of a farmer with the, with the cafe bringing in that coffee just because it offsets it. It completely just undoes that that partnership and that work that they do to kind of promote someone that's a little smaller and not corporate owned it it, it is it, yeah it, it's 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 infuriating and i can imagine that there's um that's just one example and i i'm sure there's a lot of things that can really set you oh, off yes. in terms of the world of I'm coffee sure. um one what's what's the one thing that brings you back and and I want, I want you to think back to your family line and your grandpa and, and, and how he's, he's kind of formed this, this farm that now you're, you're part of and, and this family heritage. Is this something that you're hoping that will be uh, the legacy that you leave behind in terms of, I want to stay in this forever. Or is this something that where you're hoping to expand and, and, maybe pass this along, but then you move on to, to help others or, or do something vastly different. So, no, I, I I do wish to stay in this like until like I'm ninety nine point nine nine years old. <laughs> but but at the same time, it, with the cupping farmer, right? It, it, sure. I've been I've been able to reach more places than I thought. <laughs> so I do want like I'm still I'm still boots on the ground here at the farm, but. I'm open to just kind of help people, not just in my country, but in, in Central America or in Africa or wherever, wherever there are coffee farmers in the world. I still want to wanna try to help them. And, and uh, if there's any way I could, I'll definitely get on a flight and, and go there, so to say. But at the same time, I do want my coffee to, to make them, my coffee farm and my coffee brand to just persist throughout time. And, and this is, that is like part of my legacy. I want to leave my children and my gra grandchildren. I want my grandchildren to remember sure. me as I remember my grandfather, as the, as this guy that was just 
bunkers about uh, agriculture and coffee, right? And that's that's why I don't know if you've noticed, but most of the times I'm wearing a khaki shirt on my videos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's because my grandfather used to only uh, dress in khaki. So that's something like tradition, like you said, right? Like, yeah. I want to keep on that tradition. I want to keep on that legacy of my grandfather. And I hope that sometime I can I, I can be that for, for my grandchildren. That That is lovely. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I never thought just small little things like that are just throwbacks to your heritage, your, yeah. your lineage, uh, taking back to, to respect the elders. Um, Juan, I, I love to do this with my guests because it's, it just, we're getting closer to the holiday season. We're already in it. Uh, we're getting closer to the main day here, uh, for some. And, and of course, uh, leading up for, for many more, but tell me a little bit about, uh, just a memory, whether it be one or two memories, of of you and coffee with family or just a great moment in life that was shared around a cup of coffee. Let me think about this. There's so many. So, I, I know there, there's probably so. Many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are great memories of my grandfather, for example, just him, and and sadly, to be honest, this is more like a sad but still happy thought. Yeah. Uh, I decided to be an agriculture engineer when my grandfather died because I, I remember he 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 loved this right and he he always thought he always asked himself and back then I was 15 so so I was a teenager now I mean I was a teenager right and teenagers tend to be dumb in a way <laughs> and I, I'm not, I'm not I don't want to say that but but teenagers are teenagers right uh, and my thing is. Uh, My grandfather never knew I, I wanted to be a, an agriculture. He knew I loved animals and I loved plants, but he never actually knew that I was an agriculture. I, I was one. I wanted to be an agriculture engineer. But I remember many, many days and many times that I came with him to the farm, and and he tried to like push, not push, but he tried to say, "Hey, look, this is yours. This this could be you one day." Uh, let's have a cup of coffee. Let's go to like at 5 a.m. in the morning. Back then it was, oh, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. But he was like, <laughs> hey, 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Let's grab some coffee. Let's just pour in milk directly from a cow and drink it. And those are the small little memories I do have of my grandfather while being at the farm that, that just are inspiring still in a way. And then a great moment in coffee For me personally, uh, one of them was when I got invited to South Korea this year. Like, I never thought that because people could see what I think is my knowledge in coffee. That again, I think it's it's still I still have a thousand times more to learn. But I've been appreciated to say, "Hey, you're the guy I want at my conference in South Korea to speak about Honduran coffee." That was that was a, a, a very like patent self pat in the back kind of moment for me. Sure. That was hey, okay, no, okay, no, okay. I guess I do know a bit more than I thought. <laughs> just and, just and a just tad. Being, <laughs> just being able to like do that throughout my social media and do that throughout like my my sharing of knowledge and somebody just appreciating it and, and just paying for everything to go to South Korea. That was that was a special moment for me in coffee, because they say coffee takes you places. 
that's one of the very first far places coffee has taken me. Literally, it's taking you places. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I, uh, I, I am just odd by you. I am inspired by you. I find you Thank fascinating. You. And, and it, this time that we've, we've had together, it's, uh, it's, it's way too short. Um, we've only cr- scratched the little tip of it. However, I, I will say if you're interested in hearing more of Juan, um, go visit coffeebreakpod.com. He did a two part interview with, with Jose and Christian uh, over there at their podcast and a lot more in depth, a lot more nerdy. Uh, you might say <laughs> yes. two shows, different <laughs> aspects of it. I, I like getting in with, with Juan a little bit more about him. And then they got more in, in with Juan, the history, the, the science behind what he does. And I just, I think that was a great interview with them and as well as with you, but uh, Juan, where can people find you online? Well, especially on my, my, my Instagram blog or Instagram page, that's where I'm most active at. It's the copying farmer, right? And don't be afraid to just send a DM and, and I'll gladly share anything I can with everyone and or knowledge or, or anything actually, right? You can find me there. Same thing for uh, TikTok, which I still don't understand quite a bit. <laughs> you're not the only one. I guess that's. <laughs> I guess that's where you know that you're not that young anymore. <laughs> you're gonna have to do uh, some dances out in the field, uh, Juan. That's that's what it is. I think that's what that's I what guess, right? that's what TikTok is I'm try- dancing. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that though. <laughs> but I, yeah, the cupping farmer uh, in Instagram or TikTok, and then I do have a web page which is. I, I'm not that good in webpage, so I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. We'll get, we'll get you there, but definitely the Cupping Farmer on Instagram and then I'll, I'll, on the uh, show notes, we'll include everything on your links, on your link tree as Thank well. You. Juan, you have been amazing, and I, I, I wish we had more time to just really go over everything, and, and hopefully in the future we'll we'll do it all over again, my friend. Yes, definitely. Whenever you want, I'll, I'll, I'm just a DM away. Or, Absolutely. Well, no, now you don't have my, my WhatsApp. So <laughs> definitely. Juan, thank you so much for being part of the show. And don't forget to subscribe to Everything Coffee on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else to get your podcast. And follow us on Instagram at everything.coffee.podcast. And check out our website at everythingcoffee.podbean.com. And thank you for listening and doing your part in supporting local businesses in your city and around the world.